Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of Luke, chapter 23. Here's Pastor Ryan. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 23. And give me an amen once you are there. And Father, we do come before you again this evening with thanksgiving and praise. Lord, for all that you have done and all that you're doing in our lives, Lord. We thank you that you sent your only Son, your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to come into this world and to preach uh, repentance and faith in God and salvation through his life, Lord. We are so grateful, Lord. We don't even have the right words to tell you enough, Father, how grateful we are. May you bless our time of the study of your word. May you bless our time of of just reflecting, uh, meditating, remembering uh, what you did for us on that beautiful day. And so, Lord, guide us by your spirit. Pour out your grace, Lord. We can do nothing. We can't learn without you, Lord, and I can't teach without you. So, Holy Spirit, empower us all. In Jesus' name we pray, and together we say, Amen. And so, how do we start this one off? I I was praying, uh, and the Lord gave me just the text that we're in on Sunday in Romans chapter 5, verse 6 through 11, Paul writes, For when we were still without strength... In due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be uh, saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. We rejoice in God. We rejoice in Christ, because even when we were lost in our sins, God was loving us at that time, wanting to draw us to his son. His Holy Spirit was wooing you and I in various ways to, to come to Christ, whether it was a, a gospel track, someone giving you a Bible, an invitation to church, uh, or, or just, you know... It, it, multiple ways God reached out to you and I to draw us to his son because God loves you and he loves me it's the only reason why uh, Christ came and died for the sins of man because God loves us he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son I was meditating and thinking about just how lost I was uh, yesterday Prior, not yesterday, as in literally I was lost yesterday, but you know what I mean. I was lost in my sins in a very dark place, a very cold and lonely place. 
place spiritually. I had no hope in this world at all. You know, we all have our stories. You have yours, I have mine. You know what you were prior to coming to Christ. It's such a dark place. It's such a contrast to his love and his light and his goodness that it's the reality that he, he by faith, carries us from the you know, kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the son of his love. That is why we love Jesus, because we acknowledge and we accept that we were once very lost. We were once very perverted in our ways. But then Christ touched us. He got a hold of us. And now everything has changed. And that is the reason why this day is so glorious, because Jesus gave his life so that we can have a relationship with God where before no one could. Because God is holy and sin separates man from God. But Jesus came, Jesus who, was, who is fully God and f- was fully human, is able to, with God's hands, Jesus said, if you've seen the, me, you've seen the Father. Me and the Father are one. So as God himself, he can touch us and bring us united together. That's what Jesus did. Thanks be to God. At this point in our story, we're starting off with Jesus being handed over to Pilate. So let me give you a little backdrop, if you will. It's extensive, but it's a special day. Bear with me. But at this point in our story, Jesus has been betrayed and he has been arrested at the Garden of Gethsemane. The chief priests and the scribes, as you know, had sought how they might uh, kill him because they were jealous of him. And, they, and he threatened their religious power. They said it themselves, look, the whole world has gone after him. Jesus preached you know, salvation. He preached truth. He preached with uh, authority. He healed countless of people. This is the Messiah. This is the Savior of Israel. And the religious rulers who cared nothing about the people, Jesus said it himself, I leave your house desolate because they were no longer caring for the people, which God wanted uh, the religious rulers, the Levites and the priests to to care for his people, to instruct them, to love them, to care for the widows and the fatherless. But they had forgotten all of these things. They were nothing but religious people, but they were not uh, living the lives that they were supposed to. So they wanted Jesus dead. And uh, the scriptures would say that he came to his own and his own knew him not. Then we're told that Satan entered Judas Iscariot. One of the 12 disciples who conferred with the chief priests and the captains how he might betray him to them. And after speaking to them, they gladly paid him 30 pieces of silver and he looked for an opportune time to betray the Lord. Jesus ate the Passover with his disciples and and taught them the true meaning of the Passover, the blood of the lamb Uh, that uh, the Israelites placed uh, an unblemished lamb they would kill and place the the blood on the doorposts and the lentils of their their homes. And as God was judging the Egyptians and Pharaoh was going to kill the firstborn, if he saw the blood on the door, it was a sign and the plague would pass over them. 
And so uh, we're told in Scripture that uh, these are a shadow of things to come in Colossians 2, but the substance is Christ. And so as he ate the Passover with his disciples, he shared with them what it was truly about, that he is the substance of the Passover. He is the Lamb of God who is giving his life for the sins of uh, humanity. And uh, he took the bread that night, as you know, and said, this is my body, which is given to you or for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he would take the cup after supper, saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you, and we know for the remissions of sins. So that is the substance of the Passover. Jesus is our Passover. The Lord predicted that uh, Peter would deny him three times. He said to him, Simon, Satan has, has asked to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you. And when you are strengthened, you, you know, when your faith is strengthened, strengthen your brethren. And Peter said, you know, uh, you know Lord, I am ready to go uh, uh, with you both to prison and to death. And you know what Jesus re replies to him, I assure you that uh, before this night is over, you would have denied me three times before the rooster crows. And then Jesus would lead his disciples to the Mount of Olives, that special place where he went to often to pray, and he went to the Garden of Gethsemane, which means olive press, and if you go there today, you see ancient olive trees that were there during the time of Jesus. And you can also see ancient olive presses where olives would be uh, pressed into uh, olive oil. And so it's, it's a significant name because we know that Jesus is being, you know, crushed in his soul here as he prays. He's really in agony. And so he goes there and, and he, he tells them all to pray lest they enter into temptation and he goes about a stone throw away from Peter, James, and John. And he kneels down and he begins to pray uh, to the Father. Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And he prayed this. If there's, if there's any other way. Lord, that man can be saved. That's, that's essentially what Jesus is praying. If there's any other way that man can be saved, let it be, nevertheless, thy will be done. If man can get there by good works, if man can get there by doing charitable deeds, if man can pay his way by religious rituals or religious rites or or any other means, just by being a good quote-unquote person, if there's any way that man can save themselves, then may this cup pass. But we know the answer. There is no other way. And so the Lord, we are told, uh, learn submission even unto death and, and, and said to the Father, thy will be done. Not my will, but yours. And then we're told an angel appeared to him from heaven and strengthening him and being in agony he prayed more earnestly then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling to the ground it's interesting right it's 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 uh easy to forget that 
that the Father sent an angel to minister to our Lord during that time to strengthen him. And the result was he prayed more earnestly. And he, he did this process three times, as you know. He found the disciples sleeping. Could you not pray with me even an hour? You know, the, the, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. And when he arose from his prayer, he again found the disciples sleeping and were told it was from sorrow. And it was at that moment that the multitude of soldiers, along with Judas, came to arrest him. And Judas betrayed him, as you know, with a kiss. And Peter struck the servant of the high priest with the sword and cut off his ear. But Jesus answered and said, permit even this. And he touched his ear and he healed him. Then, as you know, Jesus said, I, I've told you I am he. I like to mention that when he said, who do you seek? They said, Jesus of Nazareth. And he said, I am he, that they all withdrew and fell back. Because our Lord is the one that is in charge Amen. this night. Amen. And he said to them, let these go. Amen. And when Jesus said that, all of the disciples fled. But Peter and John followed at a distance followed him and Peter uh, and John followed him right into the high priest's courtyard where he witnessed the this religious mock trial of the Lord which happened at night which was totally illegal they arrested him at night they tried him by night his religious trials were at night and as Peter warmed himself with the enemy's campfire he denied knowing Jesus three times and when Jesus looked at Peter, Peter went away and wept bitterly. The high priest could not pin anything on the Lord, as you know. Jesus was completely innocent, though they brought in false witnesses, uh, but their testimonies did not match. So the high priest put Jesus under oath by the living God and asked them, if you are the Christ, tell us. And Jesus answered, if I tell you, you will by no means believe. And if I, ask, if I also ask you, you will by no means answer me or let me go. Hereafter, the Son of Man will sit on the right hand of the power of God. And then they all said, are you then the Son of God? So he said to them, you rightly say that I am. And they said, what further testimony do we need? For we have heard it ourselves from his own mouth. And now they're leading him to Pilate. Verse 1, 23. Then the whole multitude of them arose and led him to Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this fellow perverting the nation and forbidding to pay taxes to Caesar, saying that he himself is Christ, uh, a king. And then Pilate asked him, saying, Are you the king of the Jews? And he answered him and said, It is as you say. So Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds, and the crowd, I find no fault in this man. But they were more fierce, saying, He stirs up the people, teaching throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee to this place. And so the reason why they're even bringing Jesus to Pilate is because it was against the law for the Jews to carry out capital punishment. 
Pilate and the religious leaders do not like each other. That enmity, they, they really dislike each other. But they have to uh, bring up a false charge before Pilate in order for the Romans to carry out capital punishment. And what they are lying about is that uh, they're saying that Jesus was forbidding people to pay taxes. That's not true. We know uh, what Jesus said. He said to render to Caesar the things that belong to Caesar and the things that belong to God to God. They are also, we know that Jesus is a king, but they're implying that Jesus was using his kingship as a form of, of inciting insurrection, rebellion. And so they're just twisting things like the devil does. And um, Pilate says, I find no fault in this man. And if there is a, like a statement of Jesus' trial that, that comes up time and again in the Gospels is that there is no fault with Jesus, that he's an innocent man. God wants us to know time and again concerning Jesus' trial that Jesus is completely innocent. And the reason why he is going through these trials and the reason why he's going to the cross is because God loves you and I so much that he's giving his son that is without blemish. He has no sin to become sin for us, to die on the cross, to take the wrath that is justly directed to sinful man, that Jesus would take that. He's innocent. He's going through this because he loves you. So if you think that you're not loved tonight, that is a lie from the pit of hell. You are so loved that you, I can't even describe how loved you are. Amen. Receive his love tonight. Amen. Because too many people are, 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 are living woe is me lives that I'm not loved, I'm not liked. Jesus does more loving on you, on your soul, than you can possibly imagine. And every day we can learn more and more about that love. As Paul said to the Ephesians, I pray that you would know the depth, the height, the width of God's love for you because it's his love that compels us to live different lives. Why do we go to church? Why do we do the things we do? Why do we pray? Why do we study the word? Why do we love, we, 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 we work at loving each other? Because Christ has loved us so much. It is his love that compels us. Why do we obey his word? Because we love him, that's why. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. He's dying because he loves us. What's interesting is that Pilate's wife, as you know, we're told in Matthew 27, 19, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him saying, have nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. He's just, he's faultless, he's innocent. 2 Corinthians 5.21, Paul would say, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And so we who come from darkness, who come from very bad and perverse places, God says, my righteousness is bestowed upon you if you would just simply believe in the Son of Man and give him your trust. It's a beautiful deal. Amen? Amen. That's what he does. But they were the more fierce, saying, He stirs up the people, teaching throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee to this place. And when Pilate heard of Galilee, he asked if the man, if the man were a Galilean. 
And as soon as he knew that he belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who was also in Jerusalem at that time. And so I kind of look at this myself, basically, you might agree or not. The moment he hears, it's not your problem, he's a Galilean, he just wants to ship Jesus to the Tetrarch of Galilee, which is Herod Antipas. This is the same guy who had his cousin, John the Baptist, beheaded. But I kind of just see Pilate, you know, wanting to not have nothing to do with Jesus. And, and we, we, I, I come to that conclusion because of the other Gospels. The moment they bring him to him, he's like, he's wanting to hand Jesus right back over to the religious rulers and say, you deal with him. He's Jewish. He's, it's a religious matter. He wanted nothing to do with, with, with the matter. But that's the attitude of the world today when it comes to Jesus. You know, there's only so much that, that the world will receive from us. You know, to, it, it can come to the point where we're casting our pearls before swine, where the door is shut and they don't want, they, that's enough about Jesus. That's enough about what he thinks, what God thinks. Da, 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 I don't want to hear that. That's how the world is. They just want the G, Jesus issue to go away. Amen? That's Pilate's attitude. That's the world's attitude. I, I remember uh, being in D.C. and uh, with our congressman, he went to his office, so Raul Ruiz, not Raul Reese, Raul Ruiz, at the Capitol. And, the, and, you know, I got to go and pray with him and, and uh, encourage him. And I, I got right to the reason why my Democrat uh, congressman, the reason why the church has such an issue if I was to name one right now, and I did in front of him, is this abortion issue. God hates the shedding of innocent blood. And I bet he didn't think I would go that route. But the Holy Spirit led me to say that in his back office, we were together privately. And, and you know what he said? You know who, who needs to hear this is my aides. And he takes me to another office where his aides are. And he goes, I got to go to a meeting. So I, it's just, that's what happens. When you come with Jesus of the Bible versus Jesus of religion, Jesus of religion, people think they can do whatever they want with it, not honoring his law, but the Jesus of the Bible, no, 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 no. We desire to, to have his heart and his mind and honor his word. But people, people, people just say, I got to go. I got to run. Oh, my fault. Oh, oh. <laughs> now when Herod saw Jesus verse 8 he was exceedingly glad for he had desired for a long time to see him because he had heard many things about him and he hoped to see some miracle done by him that's true Herod had asked for for Jesus and Jesus said go tell that fox you know whatever whatever and, uh, and, be and because he had heard many things about him, and he hoped to see some miracle done by him, then he questioned him with many words, but he, Jesus, answered him nothing. And the chief priests and scribes stood and vehemently accused him. Then Herod, with his men of war, treated him with contempt and mocked him, arrayed him in, gorgeous in a gorgeous robe, and sent him back to Pilate. And that very day, Pilate and Herod became friends with each other, for previously they had been at enmity with each other. 
Now, this is another attitude that you see in the world today. There's people who, you know, have an interest in spirituality, all things spiritual, and then they throw Jesus in there like they'd love to see what Jesus and Christianity uh, can improve and enhance their life. I mean, people are trippy. They're idol worshipers, and whatever this Christian thing can do for them then they, that's what they want. Uh, when the moment they find out that it's about uh, dying to oneself, crucifying the flesh, and no longer living for self, but living for Jesus, again, they want nothing to do with them. Herod just wanted to be entertained, wanted to see a miracle, wanted to see something that he can, you know, just be entertained with and 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 so that's the attitude of many what jesus can do for me i'm not interested in in following jesus or they say things like i'm 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 for jesus but against established religion i was saying that sarcastically He, he says do not forsake the assembling of one another thank you for joining us today at lasting truth radio if you're in the area come on out and join us for sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills.